Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live and continuing with the movie Prey today, we have special guest Nelson Lease who is joining us. Nelson was part of uh, part of the stars of, of Prey. He played part of the uh, French, uh, I guess we could call them frontiersmen. Is that accurate, Nelson? Yeah, we're French trappers. Uh, so frontiersmen, but certainly trappers, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so how are you doing tonight? Everything okay? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. If you hear anything, uh, any uh, banging, it's because my little baby is in the bathtub right now with my wife. So uh, I've been there. So that'll be that disruption. <laughs> I've been there. No worries on that. So a reminder for everyone, Prey is available right now on Hulu. It premiered on July 12th. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend you watch this amazing continuation of an extraordinary franchise. So let's get started. Now, in the early 1700s, the and especially in the Midwestern, what is today the Plain, the Midwestern Plain States, mm-hmm. it was still French territory. Uh, the Louisiana Purchase didn't happen until like 100 years later. Now, how did you view your group's role in that setting? Um... You know, I mean, in terms of uh, character research and, you know, what I decided our, our, my specific objective was there, you know, we're, we're there to do a job. Um, we're there to uh, realize what we're supposed to, which is to get as many furs as possible and as quickly as possible. So, um, yeah, that, that's why we were there is just to, to trap and trade furs. Yeah. No. Now, I asked, uh, you know, this question a lot, but, you know, especially with franchises like the Predator franchise, what were your feelings when you found out that you were, you know, going to become a part of this universe, this franchise? Right. Yeah, it was, I mean, obviously, uh, I was very excited when I auditioned for it. I didn't even know it was a, a Predator movie. It was titled Skulls at the time. That was the code name. And I, I just thought it was a period piece. And then we learned after the fact that it was a Predator film. So I was pretty stoked when I learned it was uh, it was a Predator film. I was already super excited that it was a period piece and that we were in Comanche territory. We were acting with First Nations. I knew that from the small mm-hmm. details that were in the script uh, or the sides to the audition. But then upon hearing that it was a predator world, I was like, wow, this is brand new territory. This has never been done before. You know, yeah. you've got it's almost this fish out of water sort of thing, which is like predator in in uh, in a period piece. So that was very exciting to me. Yeah. And I think that's I got to say, that has to be one of the, the really key elements that makes this movie so good. Now, your character is known as sort of the the wax mustache man. Um, that's right. Was that, did you know of that name before while you were shooting? Or was it something that came up during the, you know, the credits of the film and you found out, oh, that's what they're going to call me? No, we, we knew going all the way back to the audition that there was waxed mustache, there was Big Beard, played by Mike Patterson, and Spyglass, played by Troy Mundell. And then, of course, Bennett Taylor was uh, Raphael. But we knew yeah. right right from the beginning those were our names. Now, and be- sort of the, uh, the concept there, at least for us, uh, you know, my, my take on it was that 
this is how the Comanche saw us. This was yeah. sort of their reference, like, oh, guy with big beard, guy with mustache, guy with spyglass. That makes perfect sense. And and potentially the predator as well. <laughs> yeah. Now, now being a, a fur trader, a French fur trader, did you do any kind of research of what 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 life was like in the early 1700s, you know, being French? in north america trading furs and mm-hmm. overall, what oh. was their existence like oh yeah um all of us listened to this audiobook which i found originally and then passed it on to the other guys i believe it's called fur fortune and fame and uh incredible book it spans about 300 years of the fur trade in north america so not just you know the early 1700s but mm-hmm. literally going back to the early 1500s, all the way to essentially the the late 1800s, the time of John Astor. Yeah. So did a, a lot of research um, on the French trappers, obviously, specifically, some were French from France, some were French from what eventually became uh, Quebec mm-hmm. in Canada. So that was great. You know, I was in my hotel room just for days on end listening to this audiobook it was it was uh it was kind of revelatory some of the stuff i learned in there and uh you know honestly that's one of the things i love about acting is uh it allows you to do research dive into some subject that you might not otherwise uh would have asked to yeah would have learned yeah and you know when you mentioned that i watched a documentary not too long ago and i found out that going back to the Plymouth Colony, uh, the first colonists from England, they were brought here with a specific, yeah, there were Puritans, but mm-hmm. the way their trip was financed was for them to get beaver skin, beaver fur, and and pay back their debt. And so it's like, that was like sort of the founding of North America. It was pretty bizarre. Now, going back to, you know, the whole fur thing and the there's one particular scene where Naru comes upon uh, a whole herd of dead buffalo that have been skinned alive. That is right. very offensive to the Native Americans. Why did you think that was such a, an important element to this story? Oh, I thought it was uh, tremendously impactful because, you know, it was representative of the the difference in these two cultures, mm-hmm. these these people, some uh, the Comanche and the First Nations in general who had a, have, not just had, but have a great respect for nature uh, and everything in it. And there is a, uh, a spiritual lineage mm-hmm. to everything in nature, all the animals. And so there's a great respect there. And the opposite side of that was us, the French trappers, taking what we needed, which was just the fur and discarding the rest yeah so i uh i thought that was sort of a an apt i mean obviously i wasn't there in 1719 mm-hmm. but uh, i mean that that's sort of like expediency and avarice and um greed and sort of just like let's take what we need discard the rest no care for obviously for these animals for yeah. these creatures yeah, yeah. definitely now when your group uh captured amber naru uh you know, before you found out about this creature out there that's sort of hunting you guys, what were you guys going to do with her? Uh, what was the end game with 
you know, the story that, that at least you came up for your group's uh, purpose out there, uh, capturing her, what was the end game with what you guys were going to do with Naru? Well, actually, um, we knew the creature was out there. We knew the predator was out there. So when we walk up to the, her, um, we're saying in French, um, she must have seen it. I think she saw it. So uh, there's already this awareness mm -hmm. that that she's that she she's probably seen it. We've had encounters with it. We've seen its tracks. For some reason, it hasn't killed us yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, in terms of our intention, you know, we each had our own thing. Um, obviously, it, that can get pretty sort of. Uh, dark if you will but yeah. um we each had our own motivations and what we would have done or not done had had uh the predator not come along now do yeah. you think uh the reason why you guys did not immediately kill naru uh was it because that she was a woman uh not going into the dark and you know the sexual stuff but basically you thought she could be traded, you know, traded back to the Indians used as leverage in some way or another. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, I mean, historically you did see that. Um, but even, even intermarrying as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we learned a lot about that in that, in that audio book. Uh, so certainly as a, as a bargaining chip, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we have something of value for you, you know, we'll, you know, give us your trade routes or there's a number of things that could have been uh, bargained there. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Now, let's talk about that awesome sequence, you know, the big face off between you guys and the big bad alien, the predator. You guys use Naru and her brother as bait. You tie them mm -hmm. to a tree and well, everything starts to go sideways. Take us behind the scenes in shooting that entire sequence, which is amazing, and how it all went down. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing I shot in that sequence was moments before my demise. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how much I'm giving away here. I'll try not to give too much away. I mean, it is a Predator movie, and yeah. uh, and I'm not the uh, protagonist. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that us shooting at the tree line there that was the the first scene that i shot uh in that in that sequence and uh and then the the gauntlet and the uh the laser discs yeah. right after that we shot that sequence followed by when big beard and myself and the rest of the trappers are in in the firing line mm -hmm. firing at the tra at the predator as he's running through and at one point I say, uh, he says fire. And I say, we're going to hit the others. And, I, and he's like, fire anyway. Exactly. So that was, yeah, exactly. At that point, I mean, everybody's scared. Rationale just goes straight out the window. Come on. Of course. <laughs> As an actor, how do you mentally prepare for an action sequence like that? Um, I mean, mentally prepare? Well, let me just segue over to the physical i've done first of all i've done a lot of uh physical jobs throughout my career so i always know just to be ready you know i've i've had enough sort of almost uh or things been sprung on me that were surprises that yeah. could, could have potentially been physically dicey so i'm just like 
when I'm doing anything that's remotely physical, I'm like, okay, just be prepared because they might throw this at you or that at you. You're often, even with the best safety people in the world, uh, watching your back, you're in an environment that is live. You're in a forest. There's always roots and trees and branches. So I'm just like hyper aware of everything that's going on around me. So I guess that that is actually mental as well. So, you know, I'm always staying fit, but I'm just uh, staying hyper focused, you know, because at the at the end of the day, we're working with real gunpowder yeah. and guns. And so uh, for me, it's like 100 percent laser focus. So I'm safe. So everybody around me is safe. Absolutely. Yeah. How that's, long... that's kind of how I uh, how I function. Did you guys shoot that entire sequence in a single day? Um, I mean, it was broken up all the predator stuff that was kind of separate, you mm -hmm. know, the treetop jumping was separate. Um, I think a lot of the, the, uh, the stuff of us firing that was all in one day. Okay. Yeah, but then, you know, Troy Mundell as spyglass when he's running through the, uh, the forest, that was a separate day. Bennett Taylor as as Raphael, his stuff is on a separate day. So it was most of the stuff that I had with Big Beard was yeah. all one day. Okay. Yeah. Now this film, I believe, was shot in Calgary, in Canada. Uh, were the conditions favorable? Did the weather cooperate? What were the conditions like during the shoot? Oh yeah, it was it was sunny pretty much the entire time, and uh, it was hot as hot as I'll get out. And uh, there was a, there were forest fires, I think, in British Columbia and maybe in Washington State. So a lot of that smoke was filtering up into Alberta. So it was kind wow. of like there was this heat dome. It was pretty oppressive. Wow. But uh, the weather was incredible. Um, and yeah, we were there for the duration of the shoot, us trappers. It was, it was kind of a really unique job in that we had to essentially be available at all times because the weather in Alberta can change on a dime yeah. and it has historically, it can sometimes be snowing in June <laughs> or, or rainstorms, thunderstorms. They thought, okay, these trapper scenes, we're going to also potentially have some stuff as pre-built sets. And if we need to, we'll shoot those, we'll pivot and shoot those, but we never had to. Everything actually went, completely according to plan nice. the weather was amazing the whole su summer other than that that heat dome that was going yeah. on um so yeah it was it was pretty amazing it was a pretty beautiful place to be for three months so let me ask you you know the movie's been out now for close to six weeks are you surprised shocked on just how popular uh this film has you know has become it is not a, a sequel. It's not an original, yeah. you know. It's something, it's like the fifth or sixth movie in a line of other movies that intermix with the Aliens franchise. But yeah, this movie came out blazing and it's still like the talk of the town. Uh, did yeah. that surprise you? I mean, yes and no. In that, um, you know, at first I I was personally excited, like I said, like, just even before I knew it was a Predator movie, I was excited. I thought, oh, this is really great. We're in this like First Nations Comanche world, which you don't see a lot of. I love period pieces. I'd always wanted to do one. 
And uh, so I thought, okay, this is this is cool. And then I thought, uh, I learned it was a Predator movie. And I thought, okay, this is something special. This is different. This is yeah. a brand new way to do this. This could be really um, compelling and captivating and really intrigue audiences. And so when it, so I, you know, I, I did think, oh, like people are going to think this is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And so that was the part that I thought, that the yes and then the no is like um you know you you do a lot of projects as actors and they do well uh, as an actor and uh they do well and and a lot of times they they do well but they just kind of go away yeah and people have just kept responding and responding and responding to this favorably the uh the the audience and the the critics the reviewers and uh so that's been so cool and so refreshing and uh you know i i i did think early on it was also i don't think it's like too heavy-handed to say that i thought this was potentially even like a pivotal moment it was a really special moment because yeah. here you had amber mid-thunder as the lead in in a franchise picture so this young first nations woman it never been done before mm -hmm. like in no franchise yeah and so uh and no action movie right so i thought oh man this is like this is pretty powerful to be a part of of what potentially is like a, a line in the sand a new it moment is. in time i mean where people are going to be like yeah that kind of changed things and you know and people talk about representation right and mm -hmm. and you know you've got young first nations women or just young women as well or, or first nations people being like oh yeah that that's when i saw this woman who looked like me being a lead in the film and that Absolutely. changed my life and it changed the direction i thought i could go in in acting or film or arts or or, or leadership you know absolutely I so agree with you. you know again it's uh it doesn't surprise me because it's like yes it's a film at the end of the day dan trackenberg and everybody set out to make a film that was great just a good old movie mm -hmm. But it was kind. It's kind of a bit of a zeitgeist moment. Again, not to be too like. No, over, no I completely agree you know? with you. Yeah, it is. So, a, it's definitely a moment, and it's progress, and I loved it, and I think the audience is responding to it as well. Now, before we go, uh, you have done a lot of TV work. Um, the majority of your career has been in television. Uh, what is it like? And you've appeared in some very, very popular shows. What is it like going from a, a set from a television show onto spending three months on a feature film? Yeah, I mean, um, Dan really took his time, you know, so that was so cool to see. I mean, they didn't leave a shot until they got it right. So I guess the the expanse of the 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 budget itself, but mm -hmm. also the timeline to shoot it. That was really great to be a part of. And as an actor, that's what you want. You just, you know, you want to be involved with world-class uh, collaborators. Yeah. Writers, uh, cinematographers, directors, cast, people who are, like, really trying to make the best piece of uh, of cinema possible. Yeah. So that was so great. I mean, it was, you know, it, it really was a dream come true. And uh, so, it, you know, I guess the budget and the timeline was big. Uh, different than series um but i've had you know i've had the um the benefit of doing some you know some pretty awesome series as well some oh, bigger yeah. budget series some that 
I can't talk about right now that maybe we can talk about in the future. Yeah. They're coming out. But, you know, even like the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which was a Netflix show, they put a lot of attention and detail and love into that show. And I had a, a great experience on that. That was sort of my my um, my longest TV experience. Yeah. And nothing but positive things to say about that cast and crew and showrunner and, yeah. and the show itself, the writing. Well, the product yeah that's great nelson i mean congratulations on the success of prey and your role in it it's great you know I'm, I'm sure you're feeling great to be a part of this storied franchise and hopefully it will continue as well uh any final thoughts you want to share before we go tonight i just want to thank everybody for watching it's um it's it's so kind of gratifying and beautiful and exciting and uh just thank you so much for watching. It's uh, it's exciting for me to be a part yeah. of a project that is just like, I bet. boom, resonating all over the world. So uh, thanks, I world. Bet. I bet it is. And congratulations again. I want to thank our guest, Nelson Lees. I want to thank our audience, those who are tuning in live and those who will be watching this later on. On behalf of myself and L Nelson, stay safe. Stay walking, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.